You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. <laughs> hey everyone, we're back, John and Jonathan. We, Jay and Jay, also known as yeah. Jay and Jay. I'm, and we're just laughing. And we're laughing. We're talking life. We're, we're talking, talking life. kids. We're talking getting over being sick. We're talking a lot of stuff. Yeah, but what I want to talk to you about is I'm going to believe the best. I believe that's a characteristic of the church and maybe a believer that they believe the best. Love believes the best. Yep. And we gave a challenge mm-hmm. to uh, like our podcast, review our podcast. <laughs> Anything, please. Anything. Yeah. And uh, we haven't gotten any. So I thought maybe we could give you a little play-by-play on how to do that. Because I'm going to believe the best. I'm not going to think that you just don't want to. I'm just going to think you don't know how to. And guess what? I'm here, and we're here to equip you. Yeah. We're going to go through the rating system on Apple Podcasts because that is the majority of our listeners. They are listening through Apple Podcasts. So... If you don't have the app, I really don't know how you're listening to it. Um, maybe through your web browser, through the Apple Store, which is uh, kind of cumbersome and troublesome. But if you do have the app, why don't you just go ahead and open it up? Um, not a double tap, just one tap, right? It's a purple logo. Yeah, purple logo. But I was coaching somebody on this, and when they clicked on it, they didn't have it on their phone. So they had to download it from the App Store, and they didn't know how to get it from the App Store. If you're at that level, come see us on a Sunday or go see your grandchild. We'll take you out to lunch, and we'll do a whole workshop, 30 minutes or more (laughs) workshop. Keep going. Okay, so you open the app. I'm assuming you all have it, Purple Podcast app, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Open it up. Then I want you to go to the search bar and search in. I'm doing it right now as we speak. Sewing and growing. Make sure to spell sewing right. Yeah. It's S-O-W-I-N-G. Not, not like needle and thread. Okay. Yeah. It's not like do, re, mi, fa, so. Right? A needle pulling thread. You know that song? It sounds oh, like. The sound of music? The sound of music. Yeah. Austria. So if you search sewing and growing, I am happy to tell you that we are the very first show that pops up. So. It will be Sewing and Growing, J&J. You'll see our logo. It is a nice, like, teal, teal-esque background with our faces. Sewing and Growing. Growing in a nice chartreux color. Chartreux or chartreuse? <laughs> chartreuse. Sorry. Chartreuse. Nice. Chartreuse is a type of cat, even though I hate cats. Those are really pretty cats. Nice silver with the yellow eyes. Okay. Okay. Anyways, go ahead and click on our show. Boom. I'm clicking on it. And if you haven't followed us yet or subscribed, right at the top, there'll be an option to subscribe or follow. I see a little check mark. Yep, check mark, because that's, that's showing that you have followed the show. But even if you haven't followed the show, oh, yeah, that's true. Never mind. I'm wrong. Okay. I need to see. I'm. I Here, need to go to watch, a. Watch. I'm gonna go to one that I don't uh, that yeah. I haven't seen yet. I'm going to the next one, which is Calvary Baptist. <laughs> okay. So you were right. Top right hand corner. There's three little dots, and then right next to that, there's a plus sign. Plus sign. If you hit the plus sign on our show, you will now be subscribed to it. Okay, so now that you're subscribed, you're thinking, awesome, what's next? How do I leave a rating and review? Well, what you want to do is you need to scroll down to the bottom. So you see our episode lists. Um, Now you got to scroll down quite a ways. Scroll past all those episodes. Then you'll see our trailer, which is a trailer for the entire podcast. It's two minutes. Right under that, you see ratings and reviews. As of now, we've got five, five stars. Out of 12 ratings. So what you want to do is 
scroll down a little bit more, you see five stars. You can rate us how you want, one star up to five stars. So what you'll do, I'll go, go ahead and just rate this real quick. I'm going to go ahead and click five stars. Then it says rating added. Thank, Thank you. you. Exclamation point. Right underneath that, you see people's reviews of the podcast. You can scroll through those left to right. Right under that in purple writing. Little box with a pen going to it to the left. Yes. And then it says write a review. You go ahead and click on that bad boy. And then go ahead and title it and review it. And then hit send. And then you've done what we've asked you to do. Yeah. Easy. We appreciate that. And this is, you know, you can do this on any podcast you listen to. I think it's good to give positive feedback, let people know that they're, what they're producing, the content that they're giving is having an impact on your life. And I'm really doing this because I ran into, between the last recording of this podcast, I ran into over, well, I was going to say over one. That would be two <laughs> over people. Over one people's <laughs> person. I ran into at least two. <laughs> who came up to me and said, hey, I listened to your podcast, would love to leave a review. I just don't know how to do that. So I thought, how can I reach the most people by actually telling them how to do yeah. it on the podcast? Maybe one day this will also be a video podcast. It would have been nice to have video demonstration, but hopefully you can get to where you need to be getting. And if you see me in person, I, audio. I don't mind. I'll show you on your yeah, phone. I'll show you too. And that's free, everyone. Cool. So now that you've liked and subscribed and written a review, a rating... We're ready to get on with the rest of this show. I will say this just before we do that. You can totally, if you weren't doing this and you're not driving, you can rewind this podcast and have this playing while you leave a review. Yeah, that is totally So you can okay. follow the steps as we give them to you, which is awesome. He's cracking his Dude, back across back from the, the table it and it's nice. really distracting because his face can is getting contorted. He's opened his mouth. Can they hear this? Ooh. Of course they can hear Ooh. that. I watched a... Like a script reading of, I can't remember what it was, but there was, it was like at Comic-Con or something. And there was like 500 people in the room there, but the people on stage were reading script. And he goes, before we do this, I want everybody to crack their knuckles as loud as they can at the same time. And he counted to three and it just sounded like, uh, bones breaking. Yeah. The Valley of dry bones coming to life, but in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Agreed. We spent about uh, seven minutes on that, and he's still over there stretching. It's a really distracted <laughs> man. Stop stretching on the other side of the Close table. Close your eyes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to talk about honoring your father and mother. And sure, this is for anyone. This is for the preschooler. This is for the toddler. But predominantly, <laughs> this, is for the infant. this is for people that are out of the house. These are for people that don't live under their parents' supervision. Right. And... Uh, there's not a time frame on that commandment. God didn't say, hey, honor your father and mother until you're 18. What, why am I getting an accent? I'm just going to stick with it. Honor your father and mother until you're 18, and then uh, whatever you want goes. Okay? Forget about them. No, it's, it's, uh, there's no time limit. There's no, there's no like end point to honoring father and mother. And so when you're a kid, you think, okay, well, that means like being obedient and listening, saying yes, mom, saying yes, dad, doing what they ask you to do. But when you get to the age of accountability and actually when you're out of their house and making your own decisions, sometimes you guys conflict on views. And so it's like, how do you still honor them um, and still like yeah. progress in your life and make decisions mm -hmm. that are good for you and your family while still honoring them? Right. right? How, do you, how do you honor your first responsibility of now your own family, your own right. life that you're now responsible for? Your parents aren't responsible for your life. How do you carry that responsibility? But also... The maintained responsibility of honoring your father and mother. Yeah. 
even maybe after they're no longer here on this earth, which we're going to get still into a responsibility. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, can I read the scripture itself? I mean, I, I mean, we're talking read about the it. ancient text. <laughs> All right. The ancient living text. That's miraculous <laughs> in itself. Ephesians 6, 2 in the New Living Translation says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise. And the next verse says, if you honor your father and mother, Things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. And again, he mentioned there, there's a, not an age range on this commandment. Another way I'd like to look at it is it's not like, you know how you have best if used by or expiration dates? I yeah. feel like I look at this scripture a lot, and I have looked at it. I wouldn't say out loud, but subconsciously, I've looked at this scripture as if there's a best if used by the age of 18 on this verse or, you know, but it's not, it's for everyone. It doesn't say that once they're out, once you're out of the house, once you have your own family, once, uh, once your kids reach a certain age, you don't have to do this for your parents. So right. let's talk about that. What does that look like for you and me, both out of our own yeah. house? You have a whole family. I have a yeah. wife now. What can we, can we do? Sorry, I might throw you off. Can we like start at the, can we just backtrack a little bit and maybe start for the for the people who are still living with their parents, because I know kids listen to this, give a few practical. shout out to Micah Hatterley for listening <laughs> yeah. every week. You get shout outs all the time, man. Good for you. Uh, let, let's give just a few practical ways on how they can honor in the home and then we'll move into out of the home. Can we just do that? Absolutely. Can we do that? So I think I said that I said a few of them earlier, but on it in the hen the head. <laughs> so when you live under your parents' house and their authority, I mean, my dad didn't say this, but his dad said this to him and he'd be like, and I think Pastor Mark's dad said this to him. He says, as long as you're sleeping in my house, drinking my water, eating my food and breathing my air, you're going to do what I tell you to do. That sounds a little extreme, but at the same time, when you're living under your parents' house, usually, especially when you're young, they're providing everything for you. Your shelter, all your needs, all that, food, water, money, everything is taken care of for you. And I don't think a lot of young people understand and realize that. Well, I agree. I, I know we addressed reversing absolutes, but I think for the majority of children, honoring your father and mother looks like absolute obedience. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We can obviously look at some far crazy scenarios where that's not the case, but for the most part, right. Absolute obedience. Yeah. And, but I think that it's really important at that, wh why there's no age range for being led by the spirit of God and be getting in the word. I mean, obviously if you can't read and you're like an infant, then that doesn't work, but let's say you're 10, right. And you're in a household and hopefully you're in a Christian household. You, you, you know, you know, God, you know, the word it's important at that young age to be well-versed in the word and well-versed in being led by the spirit of God, because that's going to help you not only honoring your parents, but just in life, when things go contrary to what your spirit tells you or what the word tells you, you are going to be able to navigate that stuff easier. So I'm talking about the extremes. If your parents are saying or telling you to do something that's very extreme, hopefully as a kid, you are, you understand how to be led. This is, seems really mature, but you, you understand how to be led by the spirit and you can bounce things off the word of God 
and make decisions accordingly. Because if your parents tell you to do something that is contrary to the word, contrary to your own convictions and, and your spirit, then you don't do it. Let me put a little bit more weight on those kids who do have healthy households, who have good parents, who are asking them to do good things that they actually obey. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit so you can do those things from the right heart. Because the Bible talks a lot about sincerity and not hypocrisy. And even to do the right thing with the right, the wrong heart, God sees that. It says, who knows the heart of a man except for the spirit, the spirit of a man. Yeah, the spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit sees yeah, yeah. why you're doing what you're doing. And it doesn't say that the obedient will eat the good of the land. It says the willing and obedient. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit will help you, young child in your household, who's pretty much bound to absolute obedience, to do it with the right heart motive. Yeah. And actually, I believe, to see the heart of your parents. And that's a big thing because parents, for the most part, want what's best for you and can see your future better right. than you can see for yourself. Yeah. That's you've why you've been in that situation. They've been in your situation. You've never been in their situation. And I believe there's somewhat of a protective coating, yeah. not like a thick candy coating. Like, you like know, when you buy Tommy an apple Boy. at the store and you wash it off and there's a thin layer of wax. But a protective covering, <laughs> that's a better word, yeah. over children because the parents are responsible. Yes. You're responsible over your daughter, Charlotte. You're responsible yeah. over your daughter Olivia. And I believe God says, Hey, Charlotte, if you obey your dad, even if he's crazy, I will protect you. I'm going to put the responsibility right. on the parent. And that and sounds like a lot of pressure and even responsibility on a young kid. Cause we're saying like absolute obedience, but you still need to be led by your spirit. You should be well-versed in the word. It's like, wow, that's a lot of responsibility. Just think about when the Bible was written, people were coming to the age of accountability and being young men and women at the age of 12, 13 years old. Right? So it might seem counterculture, but we're here to shift the culture. I believe that kids can absolutely grow in their maturity at that young age. Well said. So pretty much absolute obedience, right? Respecting their authority, understanding that they've been in your position, you've never been in their position, and they're going to give an account for you. And I'm willing to say this. When disobedience is the only option left on the table, absolute respectful disobedience. That's how you honor your parents. When you have to do something outside of what they're asking you to do, absolutely, unequivocally, you need to do that respectfully. Yeah. Because yep. dishonor is completely the opposite of honor. Right. And this is all about honoring your parents. Yeah. Honor it, is an obedience, right. but dishonor is always dishonor. Yeah. And just being nasty right. is always nasty. And it's hard to honor when you don't understand the position or the value of the position that somebody has over you. So hopefully we can shed some light. We did shed some light on what the parent's responsibility is. And as a young listener, pray about it. Get that stuff stirring in your heart. Understand their position, value their position. And it's a lot easier to honor when you actually know what it is Most you know, they're accountable and responsible for. Okay. Sorry. Let's move into our age group and even beyond just people yeah. who are out of the house. Let's do it. Uh, well, first off, I think I'll just say this. The easiest way to honor somebody is probably the way you like to be honored or say the easiest way to show love to somebody is the way you like to be loved. Going back to Gary Chapman, the five love languages. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed the easiest way for me to show honor to my parents is by what I say. But I like yeah. when people say nice things about me. I'm a words of affirmation right. guy. But I think that's important. I think talking to your parents uh and how how you speak of your parents is very important. I try to do that a lot. A lot of people have 
verbally said that I speak highly of my mother and I've even stood on tables because the Bible <laughs> says that their children will rise up, up and call, call her blessed. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'll be obedient to it and I'll even look a little foolishly speaking highly of my mother. And I'm a little more demonstrative and that comes easier to me, which means it may not be the highest form of honor for me because I don't have to sacrifice as much. But I think what you say about your parents is very important. Absolutely. We're saying absolutes here. <laughs> no, I mean, and some of you might be in a position where your parents weren't the best and might have been even dishonoring to you and have and done some dishonorable stuff. Um, God knows about that, and he will deal with them, but he will also deal with you about how you talk about them. So you, if you say nasty things about them, you're not going to stand before God one day and he'll be like, you know what, you're right, they were bad. You know what, it was... I totally agree with you. No, he's going to hold you accountable for your words. And so it's very important. Sometimes you may not even have something bad to say. And I'm trying to remember, you might remember this story. It was it was Brother Hagen, how he always had something nice to say. And he was in a room with someone who, I might not be saying this right, but somebody who really tore him down and wasn't a very nice person. And I think they asked him something about this guy. And you remember what he said? Well, I remember a story from Brother Hagen, but okay. it was different. It was from okay. his hometown. Yeah, go for and it. And there was a veteran who was in World War One who was exposed to gas. And you that, know this story that gentleman, really well. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. But there was a guy, I think, kind of, uh... <laughs> and it caused him to be mentally ill. But no one wanted to hold him accountable because he was a veteran and he mm. had sustained injuries from World War One. But he would get drunk, and he would run around and try to hurt people. But they never thought it was a big deal, and he was fragile because his body had also been injured from World War One. But one night, he uh, had gotten drunk, and the cops had been called, and he pretty much said, you either kill me or I'm going to kill you, officer. And they were like, okay. They, every time this would happen, they'd take him to jail, and the next morning, they'd release him. But he charged the officer, and the officer ended up shooting him, mm. and he had died. And people around the town were just saying... Man, thank God that guy's gone. What a relief to not have to deal with that anymore. And man, he was so messed up, so troubled. But there was an old farmer in town, and he was remaining quiet. And yeah. when they asked him about it, all he said was, man, he sure did have nice eyes. Which sounds like a strange thing to say. <laughs> but the only thing he could say nice was about that gentleman's <laughs> eye color. So take your lesson from Thumper. I believe it was in Bambi. If you don't have anything nice to say... You don't have a responsibility to say anything. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Sometimes yeah. that's the highest form of honor. And you may go, but my father, my mother really were terrible. They left me. I never knew them. I was adopted. Well, I would just say this. Uh, defer to the, the greater honor. De mm -hmm. Defer to the greater value. And you'd say, to be truthful, I need to say these things about my parents. Well, that may be true to be truthful, but I believe honor is a higher virtue in that moment mm -hmm. and for you not to say anything or to find the one thing to say even if it's they brought me into this world god honors that god looks yeah. at that because even love overlooks a thing and it covers a wrong done mm -hmm. so again whenever you choose to operate in love it's the highest virtue and right. i'm not saying you don't need to process those hurts and process right. those pains and get healing in those areas but this is what we broadly broadcast to the world right and I'm thinking about even the story in the Bible with Noah and his sons. It's Noah, right? Yeah. And yes, the, it's Noah. <laughs> and the sons who Shem and, Ham. Shem and Ham exposed his nakedness, right? And yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've got such fragmented thoughts. <laughs> well, they were they they walked in and Noah was wasted naked yeah. in a tent. 
And so Noah was in the wrong. Absolutely. And they chose to expose his wrongdoing, but what happened to them? They became a cursed lineage forever, yeah. I believe. So I'm not saying that God's going to curse you. <laughs> I mean, that's between God and you. But there was obvious examples in the Old Testament of people, even though their parents were in the wrong, them exposing the wrong and publicly like shaming their parents it didn't end up well for them. But what happened to the son or sons that did well? <sighs> well, they were blessed, but the actual action was they turned away from what mm-hmm. the father had done wrong and covered him with a blanket. Just yes. as love covers and conceals a thing and turns away from the wrong done. Thank you. And doesn't look at it. That's what I'm Amen. communicating. Amen. Thank Amen. you for bringing that together. Perfect. So that's one words. Yeah. And that's just the one that comes most easy to me. And probably because it does come most easily to me is kind of cheap. Maybe yeah. you can give another one. Um, I, I would say... Um, a great way for someone to feel like you value and care about them is if you communicate with them. So this seems really easy, but communicating to your parents, like taking the time to either spend time with them or reaching out to them, calling them. They might live in a different state. They might live in a different country. Maybe they're in town, but like putting it on your calendar to spend time and communicate with them. I'm just thinking my wife would never think that I loved her or valued her valued her if I never talked with her. And so we get into a very easy pattern of once we move out, we start our own family. The parents are doing their own thing. Sometimes we don't talk to them or see them, you know, until like Christmas or sometimes not even Christmas. So I'm just thinking a great and easy way to honor parents is valuing and putting time into communicating with them daily, weekly, monthly, whatever your schedule allows for. But actually I'll say this, schedule things around that. Make it a priority to talk with your parents. Which I think just leads into another one. You're talking about scheduling and prioritizing it, which is giving them your attention. Yeah. Uh, we're distracted. I mean, I can just think I'm I'm probably more distracted. And I know once I have children, that's what everyone says, like, man, you, you'll be so distracted. And there's so many different distractions. The moment you choose to put your attention on your parents once you're out of the house and it's not something that comes natural... Mm-hmm speaks of honor it speaks of value it speaks of priority yeah and i just when you were talking about communication isn't that the old king james version of the word meaning of the word communication is that or am i thinking of a different word what's the old king james word communication but it doesn't just mean words it means your lifestyle and your conduct what word am i thinking of i don't know I'm not you in this situation. I can't just Man. take a fragmented thought and totally run with I it. I tried it. I tossed <laughs> it at the wall. It doesn't say you probably know, but I could even look it up while you're looking up a thought. But um, you don't have to get it. Well, up. you can look it up. I'm just thinking. Um, oh, I just forgot my thought. Hold on. Uh, so when you when you communicate with them, I know that um, when you are responsible for um, making decisions that that are best for your family, you know, a lot of times. Um, it's going to be different than what your parents think. And so when you are out of the house, you are not obligated to absolute obedience. But I do think it is wise <laughs> and honoring to ask for their advice still because they never stop being your parents and they so they still hold that position. I still think there is yeah. wisdom in what they can say and provide. So involving them in certain decisions, I know when, uh, when I bought uh, my first house, you know, we consulted both sides of our uh, of parents, uh, my mom and her and her mom and dad included, 
and we asked for their advice and included them in the process and we and we gained some wisdom we saved some money um because here's the deal i mean they've both sides of parents have bought multiple houses they've gone through the process before so they were able to help us uh, navigate what we needed to do we saved money and so asking for their advice i think is a great way to honor them as well i agree i think it's the principle of what before you were required to uh, what did I say early? Absolute obedience, obedience. to, and yeah. you were required to take their wisdom. Now, when you ask of it, when it's not obligated by you, how is that not a great expression of yeah. honor? When it's not required of you, but you willingly and choose to do it, you're recognizing what they have in them. That makes anybody that feel good, no matter what age, when somebody does something and you know they're not required to do it, but they go out of their way to do it. Anyway. I mean, as a youth minister, when I, I love when students listen to me, but when students get out of youth and then they ask for my advice after youth, I know that I've made an impact on them and it's extremely honoring. Exactly. That word I was looking for was conversation. Okay. So like, let your conversation be without this and this. We think of it in just terms of words. Yeah. But actually that word conversation in the King James Version meant your lifestyle and your conduct as well. It wasn't just pertaining to words. And I thought when you said communication, no. just as it, it had lost meaning right. from conversation, it's, it's more than there's just more words. than just yeah. words. That was my That's point. Good. Do, do you have a, another one or do you want me to keep going? You can go if you're ready. So when we when we talked earlier about maybe your parents not treating you well and we talked about how you honor them by maybe not even saying anything or trying to find the one good thing that they did and, and expressing that out of honor. Here's another way. And it's just a, it's a, a sign of spiritual maturity is forgiving them. Um, we hold grudges against how we were raised and, and what they did. And, you know, I'm not coming against anybody, but, you know, there's different family situations. People grew up in broken homes. Your parents were divorced. They remarried. They did this. There might have been abuse. Forgiveness isn't letting them off the hook. It is, it's keeping your heart right. And we, we've had a few podcasts on forgiveness, I feel like, or we've included it in there, but, um, that I think that's just so key and important, especially when you when when you stand before God. A great way to honor your parents is to finally get to a point where you can forgive them of their mistakes, um, especially in raising you. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. And again, it doesn't excuse that, and it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And God will deal with them on that. But um, I think that's very powerful. I mean, some of you might that just might unlock the door to inner healing in your life because you're still upset at what your parents did so a great way to honor them is just to forgive them uh i don't really have much more and i think we can wrap it up but i was just thinking a good way to wrap all this up and think about it is the best way to honor your parents is by giving them the things that they gave you when you were little and i think all of these were included in that for example they talked to you they taught you how to talk they gave you their words they gave you the time it takes yeah. to be with a child took you to games. Man, again, some of you are not in this normal scenario. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to the way things should be. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk. We already mentioned the way things are sometimes and how we can still honor parents when they're not. Yeah. But often the things that our parents gave us so much when we're little by raising us, when we turn those things and give them back to them mm-hmm. when we're out of the house is our way of honoring yeah. them. Yeah. I think about it, time, attention, resources, uh, security, shelter. I mean, if you're in a position to move your mom out of the dump, then you better be doing that. That's a great way to honor. And I think as stu- as uh, as children, when we get older, we are obligated to take care 
of our parents. Um, and how that, you know, how you do that, you're going to have to dis- discuss, you know, or, or figure that out. It looks different for everybody, but we, I do feel with, there's an obligation to take care of your parents at a certain age. And I just remember when, when I was young, Christmas was all about the big gifts for the kids. And now what's really awesome is I've gotten to a place in my life where it's reversed. And now we're able to get some of those big gifts for our parents. And I remember, you know, when my mom's oven broke and we were in a position to just be able to get her something like right then and there. And it was so awesome. And to see her face, I'm like, man, that's probably what she was experiencing when we were younger and they gave us the gifts. And now it's like reversed and it's just so cool. So I, I think that's just such an easy way to look at it. Am I returning what my parents first gave to me? And it's also a barometer to see if you're moving in the right direction. I mean, when I started, my mom would be like, just draw me a card on my birthday. Well, if I drew my mom (laughs) a card on birthday, first off, it'd be kind of strange. But then I started getting her card. But then I thought, you know, what can I get? Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to buy her her favorite tea. But now it's like, I have more resources. Am I doing more? You know, maybe I can't pay for my mom and dad to live somewhere, but am I giving more to their house than I did five years ago? Am I progressing towards these things? And I think progression is always more important than perfection. And really seeing, are we progressing in honor? Are we growing in honor? Because again, wrapping it up, we're almost done with this podcast. It still is the first commandment with the promise that it'll go well with me and I would live a long life. Yeah. I'll say just one more thing. I was just thinking about how this generation is very tech savvy and the generation before us isn't. And so I have a tendency to lose my patience when I'm trying to to teach older generations things um, when it comes to phones and computers. And I'm just thinking about a great way to honor is, is developing and growing and practicing patience with the older generation and your parents, um, being patient with them, when it comes to the things that they didn't grow up with. I mean, imagine the patience they showed us yeah. in teaching us how like to tie our shoes, riding a bike, <laughs> learning to take a poop in the toilet, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And I would talked about this with you yesterday and I'll try and format it in a way that is like better, but I was <laughs> better than how I said it yesterday. But I'm just thinking about how as a society, we've progressed a lot. technically speaking and whatnot, but even just when it comes to like scientifically knowing how our bodies work and the the tools that we can use to develop ourselves, like self-improvement, self-care, mental health, all that kind of stuff. And so younger generation, just I'm speaking for me only, maybe a lot of us younger generation are in the same boat, but like I, I take a lot of time to, to consider my mental health and my physical health. Um, and there are great ways to, to you know to grow in that and i'm just thinking that the generation beforehand didn't have all those tools and i'm just thinking you know even maybe even before that like grandparents it's like are they really taking time to have a gratitude journal and uh you know meditate and when i say meditate but i'm not talking about like hindu meditation but i'm talking about a godly thought process and and mind like centered on taking God. the time to rest and consider those yeah. things. I don't think that was super prevalent in, in previous generations. We have that. And so we kind of have the upper hand and I'm not trying to say it, not trying to make us better, but when it, ta- when it comes to resources and things like that. So like, there's no excuse to not be patient with them. And if, I don't know, 
that's just kind of another, it's another fragmented thought. I think it comes down to having the tools in the toolbox beside you, not forcing them on the other person, but being available and willing to help aid them in the ways that you can if they yeah. show signs. So it's like, if I'm a mechanic and I have a mobile truck to fix vehicles, it would be wrong of me to see somebody on the side of the street and push them away from the hood of their car and start working on that vehicle. But it would be honorable of me if I was driving by, if I pulled over and said, hey, can I help you in that area? Yeah. I'm willing to help you. Right. That's honorable. Yeah. Or if you're getting mad at them because they don't have the mobile truck. Right. Exactly. So there's a ways that you can be totally dishonorable with the information <laughs> we have or extremely honorable. It's all on how we use it. Good way to build Good reason to build you or being led by the Holy Spirit when you're young so you can implement these tools that we have in honorable ways because depending on how you do it, you're either going to dishonor them or you're going to honor them in the way that you help them. Exactly. Thank you for wrapping that up again. Praise the Lord. Every week is Christmas with you, man. You put a bow on my thoughts. Thank you. You're you're too kind. You're too kind. (laughs) All right. Wisdom of the day. My wisdom of the day is just looking at how am I going to honor my parents? And for me, it's easy to look at it in the way of saying... They gave me these things when I was little. Am I giving them those things now yeah. that I'm old? Um, my wisdom of the day, what I'm taking away is what you actually said. You said progression is better than perfection. So just looking in my honor, you know, I, I maybe not be able to buy my parents the yacht, but am I, and it's not just, you know, don't just think of it in terms of money, but in any way, am I growing? Am I progressing in my patience with them? Am I progressing in my communication with them? Am I progressing? And, yeah, I'll bring the money into it, into how I honor them and, and how I help protect and provide um, for them, you know, when they're getting older in life. Am I progressing? We're not looking for perfection, right? We're looking for progression. We're looking for progression. That's really great. I like that you said that. And I just want to say, I really like the idea of helping the older generation with technology, like yeah. maybe leaving a review on the Sewing <laughs> and Growing podcast with J&J. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Honoring your parents. Honoring your parents. Again, it's a biblical promise and it's a biblical mandate. Mm-hmm. And normally mandates and promises are connected together. And there's something worth investing our time, attention, and resources on because yeah. that's how we live our life. And we just wanted to tap into that on the Sewing and Growing podcast with J&J. One thing you can be sure of, we'll have another episode next week. Yep. And I hope you join us again on the Sewing oh, and Growing podcast. We didn't pray. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, God. God. (laughs) It's me again. (laughs) (laughs) I better pray. Father God, thank you so much. I pray that I would have a quicker response to pray first. But Father (laughs) God, I pray right now that, again, we would progress in honor. We've talked about living honorable lives in this podcast. But Father God, I think one of the first people that we can show that honor to is to our parents. It's the first commandment with a promise. And our parents are the first people who should receive that honor because they've really honored us in giving us life. Let's just start there. There's so many different scenarios, but all of us have parents and all of us have been given life by our parents. So Father God, I thank you that we grow in honor. I pray people would receive some wisdom from what we share today. And I thank you, Father God, that you're leading us, you're guiding us into lives of honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Join us next week. (laughs) Why is that so funny to me? I don't know.